Hey, Punkrockers! Do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, Willem Scream, Mute, Implant, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Ten, The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends All Round, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much the Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Hello, hello! Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 27! I hope you are doing great today! I'm your host, my name is Emily. I'm a punk rock lover from Quebec City in Canada. I started this podcast in February 2021 because I want to spread my punk rock love all around the world. Today, you're gonna listen to the interview I made with Brad Logan from Leftover Crack, F-Minus, and The Adolescents. We mostly talked about the book Architects of Self-Destruction, which is the overall history of Leftover Crack. You're gonna hear an F-minus song and a Leftover Crack song as well. Are you ready? Because the show is starting right now. Episode 27 Street, nothing will keep you warm. Everything bring you harm Everything here fails you It's my morning voice still <laughs> But I love Lagwagon so much So, hello punk rockers, salut les punk How was your week since the last episode? Did you go to some festivals or indoors shows at your favorite venue? I hope you're not in lockdown again If yes, I'm with you guys, don't give up So I'm recording this episode on Saturday morning today and oh, I'm excited because this afternoon I'm going to play a show. It's a private gig. It's for a birthday party with some punk rock friends and I can't wait. I really love playing for private parties because people are singing so loud with us. (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, we're playing um, acoustic punk rock covers. Our name is Fifty Shades of Punk Rock. We are acoustic duet here in Quebec City. We're having a lot of fun and I missed playing a lot. But this weekend, it means also that I'm missing a great festival called Rock La Cause in Victoriaville. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from Quebec City, not really far away. I wish I could have been there too to watch Comeback Kid, The Anti-Queens, a lot of local bands too. It's always hard to choose between going to a show, going to a festival and playing a show. Ah, that was hard. But we finally picked the gig. <laughs> uh, but I'll have many occasions to go to music festivals in September in the beautiful province of Quebec. That's going to be fun. This week, we have a new patron on Patreon. Welcome to Anna. She's from Vienna. That's great. Her favorite bands are Against Me, Streetline Manifesto, Sonic Boom 6, The Interrupters, and Good Riddance. She also playing trumpet in a ska band. That's great. Welcome in the crowd, Anna. And now, it's time for Punk Rock News with Emily Plamondon.
Okay, quick news and fun stuff you have to know about before we dive into the interview with Brad Logan. It's a longer episode today because I chose to play the whole interview and we talked for more than an hour. <laughs> okay, so the last gang, a band that I really love on Fat Records, they announced they will release a new album called Noise, Noise, Noise. Oh, that's noise, oh, that noise, noise, noise. And it's going to be available on October 8th. And I'm about to book an interview with Brina and I'm stoked. Also, check their new music video. I don't know if you know that band, Hey Smith. It's a very great ska punk Japanese band. So they released a video for their song Fellowship and Tem. I really love it. If you don't know that band, you have to check them for sure. Also, you have to check the new Joey Cape video for his new song, It Could Be Real. And just a reminder that the new album, A Good Year to Forget, is going to be out really soon, like August 13th on Fat Records. And good news, good news, I read on Punk News <laughs> that After the Fall is going to release a new 10 songs album. It's going to be called Isolation. The album was produced at The Blasting Room and it's going to be available on January 7th on Satan and Spam Records. Speaking of Spam Records, if you haven't listened to the last week episode, check it, episode 26, because I interviewed Stefan and we had an amazing chat about Spam Records. Interview. Yeah, let's listen to the wonderful interview I made with Brad Logan from Leftover Crack, F- and The Adolescents is such a great human being with deep punk rock values and an impressive journey in music. We mostly talked about the new book Architects of Self-Destruction and some leftover crack stories. You really need to read that book, whether you like the band or not. It's definitely a must-have, not only because of all those crazy stories, but also because of all the punk values and emotions you can feel while reading it. Check the show notes for all the links. Let's go, Brad. So today, mostly, I want to talk about this fucking great book. I I read it, like, so quickly. It was so... You did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So I want to talk mostly about that. I have some questions uh, from the listeners, too. So, and I, sure. <laughs> while I was reading the book, I was, like, noting, taking notes of thousand of questions so I was like okay you have to stop writing questions now I think we just have a, a conversation about it and oh my god you're so good you can ask all the questions you want to ask <laughs> I do not mind okay, at all anyway, not anything I think you have enough water to be hydrated for like a four hours interview so we're fine <laughs> I do yes I'm good to go <laughs> good so um how is your life these days uh because the book is done I think you're going back to some shows with the adolescents so just talk to me about your yeah, life right yeah. now we, we have a uh, um the adolescents have some shows around Halloween mm. uh with the circle jerks oh wow negative approach um I'm really excited about those um good. leftover crack is playing punk bowling mm. Uh, in September, if that happens. Yeah. You know? uh, so far, uh, I think it's... Is it okay so far? Yeah. Say again, you cut out for a minute. Oh, I think it's still okay. I, I mean, I think punk rock bowling is, is still happening. I think so, too. I mean, I have... Right. You know, fingers crossed. Yeah. 
I haven't heard anything to, to, to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, you know, things are, as you probably know, think, you, you know, things are kind of up in the air again all mm-hmm. over and it's, I like, know. Ah, you know, um, and, and so anyways, uh, and then next year, um, you know, uh, if everything, you know, uh, is safe and, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how the landscape is, you know, um, adolescents and circle jerks have a bunch of, a bunch of other things. Nice. Um, going to, we're going to be uh, in, in Canada, but only Vancouver. Oh, um, yeah. Right. And, uh, um, and then some stuff in Europe over the summer I saw as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm so busy. I'm so busy, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I relate to that. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm working, you know, I've been working on the whole, you know, um, pandemic. I've just been working on new music mm-hmm. and uh, collaborating with, uh, uh, you know, writing songs, you know, sending them to the adolescents and then collaborating uh-huh. with friends of mine in, in Europe and, and some friends of mine here, but, you know, sending files back and forth. Um, so have a couple new band things going and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm actually starting, uh, another book. Well, oh, two other books. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the book, um, how did you get the idea? Why did you want to, to write this, uh, at the first place? Was it your idea? I think you, because you work with John too. So it, it was, you know, because I, you know, being in the band and, and being, um, you know, uh, front row to a lot of this sort of, um, uh, you know, crazy things that happened, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, at the shows or within the band. And, and, uh, it was just such a, you know, I'd been in a a lot of bands, but never in anything quite like this. (laughs) And, (laughs) And it was like, Oh my God, this is like, you know, this is like good and bad and crazy and everything all rolling in one and you know somebody should really write a book one of these days you know i think a lot of bands say that right and you know or or a lot of people do about you know maybe um Mm. you know uh scenes that they're in or or situations or groups or you know ah someone should write a book about this one of these days and and uh and so i said that i guess in the tour band for probably five years wow and then one day i'm just like you know i'm gonna do it and and uh um, it's going to be, and I wanted to do it in that, that sort of interview format that, a, a, mm-hmm. a an oral history is right. Yeah. It's my favorite. Me it's too. my favorite way to read this. about a band or, or any, you know, any number of situations because you're getting, you know, everybody's viewpoint, everybody's weighing in and, and it's, you know, contradictory and, and yeah. you're seeing it from a lot of different perspectives. Right. It's so interesting. And, and, and for me, it seems to be a lot of work because you have to, I mean, plan all the, the interviews around specific topics and then put it together. And I think it, from my perspective, it, I think it takes a lot more organization <laughs> to write that kind of book. It was, it was <laughs> a lot of work. And, and, uh, um, John, I had worked with before, um, just, you know, having, he'd done interviews with me and, and, uh, um, and, you know, and we just knew each other from, you know, um, you know, every time I passed through Philly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and I knew that he was, uh, um, a, a writer yeah. and, uh, and he was also incredibly organized oh. and, and, 
much more organized than me. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I got, I really need to work with somebody who, who knows what they're doing. And, and, uh, he's a, he's a friggin' powerhouse, you know, that guy. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I, I asked a few other people and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he was not only into it, but, um, extremely organized, you know? So, uh, um, uh, and plus, you know, he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> he knows music so much. It's crazy. He is. He's an encyclopedia, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And I think it's a good idea to write a book because the band uh, Leftover Crack is kind of legendary for uh, some controversies, some also yes. very positive values. So it was so much interesting to make a whole <laughs> package of all... The side of the band. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying right now, but I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. I think that not only is the name a contradiction, mm-hmm. right? But the band is, is oh, a yeah. contradiction in a lot of ways too. And, and, and so that made it just fascinating to me, you know, as, as almost an outsider, yeah. you know, I was in the band, but from an outside point of view, it's like, none of this stuff makes sense. It's just mm-hmm. so crazy, you know, that, that, um, that, you know, we wrote a book that we would want to read, you oh, know, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, you know, we wanted to, uh, uh, you know, fill it with things that are in there that are not just about the band, things that, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the era, you know, the, the landscape of, of sort of the, you know, the music industry that, that, you know, um, yeah. uh, you know, mental health, you know, a lot of things are touched upon in there, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it was really, um, you know, there was obviously more stuff than we had the, the room for to put in there. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I wanted to know if you had history that you had to cut for X, X reasons or whatever reason you, you had, you were like, okay, so this one, we have to cut it or probably. Yeah, we did. There was. And, uh, uh, you know, John and I would divide up the interviews because, you know, mm-hmm. interviewing people and transcribing it, as you probably know, oh. is, is, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work. We interviewed like 100 people, right? It was a crazy yeah. amount of people. At some point, so, um, at some point I, would, I was like, I hope people just wrote themselves their stories and send it to you. <laughs> so you wouldn't can... that be great? Wouldn't that be great <laughs> if they did that? Yeah. No, we had a lot of people, just, they just wanted to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would call them up on my phone and wow. put like a recorder <laughs> in front of the phone. And then, you know, we would talk. Some some of them were like two hours long. And oh then I would sit down and like God. type it all out. And, and, you know, and then you have to like go through it and, and um, kind of whittle it down. Right. Because, uh, you know, one interview could be like somebody's interview could be like, you know, two chapters. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. are there some people you wish you could interview, but for some reason it didn't work? They said no or? Yes. They couldn't. Yeah. Yes, there were. Yeah. Uh, Jello B. Offer in particular. I wish I could have talked to Jello. Um, yeah. I, I wish I could have talked to Tim mm-hmm. Armstrong. Uh, those two guys really, uh, Chris LaSalle, who was the, um, uh, the guy at Hellcat. Mm. You know, in, in the late 90s uh, when, when I was there. Um, so those are the people that really stand out that I think would have had uh, um, some, some, you know, uh, great stories to tell and great input. 
Mm. And chose not to participate, you know, for reasons that I completely understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Could have been great to have their point of view too, but I think you, you're pretty nuanced. Even if the like fighting stories, I feel like it's a very nuanced point of view that you express. Do you feel that way? Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, but of course you you hear, uh, you can read like very hard feelings, and but I still feel like some objectivity through all those individual stories. Yeah, we felt it was important to not push um, uh, an agenda or, a, or an opinion really mm -hmm. on it, you know, to, to represent as much as we could um, all points of view or as many points of view on a certain uh, topic as we could and, yeah. and thereby allowing the reader to make up their mind, you know, exactly. as to how they feel about it. Right. I love how you can bring emotions to because while I was reading this, I was like, I was laughing a lot. I was cringing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost crying at some points. Like, uh, for example, when uh, you've been ha the band has been asked to change the name of the records. Yes. And I read that Sturgeon was crying a lot like a baby and he yeah. was so devastated. Yeah. And then I think you said, oh, I thought it was actually a great name. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's so sad. Oh, my God, I understand him so much. He's such a punk. And now he has to uh, censor him, his work. And then Brad is like, you, you're, you're like, I thought it was actually a great name. <laughs> I didn't even know that there was all of that stuff going on, right? Yeah. Because I, I was out on tour with, you know, who, who knows, right? And, and maybe F minus or, or, or somebody I was working for. And mm -hmm. so I had no idea there was any, you know, censoring or controversy or any problems with the title. You know, I just got a promo copy one day and I was like, oh, I thought he was going to call it Shoot the Kids at School. He yeah. changed it to Medi Mediocre Generic. Oh, this is great. <laughs> What a great new title. But it's still you know? a good title because of the reason that the yes. title ha had to be changed. Still a it's still yes. a good title. It's still a good title. Yeah, I agree. It's like a yeah. middle yeah. finger. Like, okay, you want me to change it? Okay, let's call yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it works. Uh, it, in my opinion, it worked even better because of stuff like that. You know, because of those reasons. It was like... Yeah, and you know, I mean, punk rockers it, know about that. I mean, yes. So, yeah, the point had had been made, you know. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's even better with that with that you know, <laughs> with that backstory, you know, now than than just shoot the kids at school. But yeah, I mean, I, I, know, I know not everybody feels. This is my opinion. Not I understand. I understand the controversy, and I, I appreciated that you put the labels perspective too. But yeah. in, inside of me, I was like, oh, I understand the band so much. It's it's really sure. bad. Like, oh. Sure. Nobody likes to have the the label ah. tell them. And it happened. You know, it happened a lot. Happens all the time. All the fucking time. Unity! Ha! You such a sink today! You may be anti-racist, but then you're anti-gay! You may be ignorant from a lack of education, but if it's sympathy, you seek you better to go to the
was their choking victim and you know that was their apprehension in the first place with signing to hellcat that it was going to be you know they were going to be required to do Mm -hmm. the you know um certain things and not allowed to do certain things that it was like sort of a big business thing and and you know it it almost seems like it played out that way Mm -hmm. um you know if you want to look at it that way and and i certainly understand that you know too it was, I was in a weird spot because I worked there. Yeah. And it was also in the band. That's you know? the, well, so I could, I could see both sides. That's what know? I wanted to ask you too. How could you manage, manage all of this? Because yeah, you work with Tim and Elcat. Yeah. You were touring yeah. with uh, Rancid. Uh, and then yeah. <laughs> your band, uh, Sturgeon, wrote songs about Rancid. And you had to yeah. deal every time. <laughs> those yeah. situations it's fucking difficult it was very difficult oh can i cuss would you write do you want me not to swear oh no that's fine that's okay <laughs> i'll just I, i can uh select um explicit on some episode to when i post it so it's fine uh, okay <laughs> um yeah it was difficult right it was difficult it was like being in a fight in the middle of your friends and and you know and and uh mm. you know it sucked but uh um You know, at some what point, can you do? At some point, did you want to talk to Tim and be like, okay, can you let us do our shit? And <laughs> or you were just yeah. not putting yourself in the middle of that. Uh, well, it it that sort of stuff kind of all happened um, under my radar. You know, yeah, the, the, true. The, the sort of the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, um, I kind of. You know, I was in Leftover Crack, but I really wasn't in Leftover Crack at that point. So mm. they didn't really, you know, tell me everything that was going on at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the label didn't really tell me anything at the time because, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I was sort of like, a, you know, a janitor at the, <laughs> yeah. at the label. So, you know, I found out about it like way after the fact. And yeah, I mean, I tried to talk to Tim and I tried to mm-hmm. talk to Sturgeon and, and uh, you know, um, you know, kind of. Uh, uh um see if i could assist everybody to you know uh see each other's side and remain friends and, mm-hmm. and sort of get past it you know and and uh um uh, because really i mean that you know um mm. uh, in my mind it's like well we're all you know we're all on the same page here totally. you know like can we work this out uh, yeah but it, it just couldn't be you know it was not to be yeah so what can you do and i was shaken about this business side of the music that you experiment like you, at some point i think it's you you said like i don't i never read the a contract <laughs> with the no. label and then you're like you've been stuck in some um contract specificities i could say and yeah. i wonder like if you think that thing things improved with time like today or Not at all. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, F minus had a contract that was about like, you know, it, w- it was like a thick book, you know, mm. and uh, I'm like, I don't understand any of this stuff. I'll just sign here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, you, know? you want to play music, and I mean, <laughs> right? We all did. We we're like, uh, there's a lot of things in here that I, I don't really understand what it's saying, mm-hmm. but whatever, you know, and. Um, Uh, you know, when I, I didn't know anything about the music business uh, at that time. And, and uh, 
um, I'm sorry that I do <laughs> that I do now. I still wish I didn't know anything <laughs> about the music business. And um, so, uh, um, you know, I know that that you know there are things that are binding in there that that if I had to do it over again, I might have you know um, paid more attention to uh. you know. Uh, but you know, I'm not really going to dwell on those kind of things, you know, in my personal life. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I I don't want to live in the past. You know what I mean? You know, I should have paid better attention overall. I thought that for me personally with, with, you know, say with F minus that, that they treated us, you know, probably better than we deserved in a lot of ways, you know, and they were really good to us, you know, um, Mm -hmm you know, we were nobodies, you know what I mean? We, we, and, and, um, uh, but we were Tim's favorite band. He, he, <laughs> he would tell me, you know, and, uh, so I thought they were really good to us. And, and, you know, there's certain yeah. things when I look mm-hmm. at, if I look at the contract now, it's like, ah, you know, I, I wish I would have known more about this kind of thing, but you know, it's not really a big deal. No. You know what I mean? In the, in the big picture, the music's out there and, and people have access to it. And I think that's, you know, that's important. I know, but and, those and things are... I'm grateful that it's still, you know... So complicated. Um, those things are complicated. And <laughs> I'm not... Those in, things are very... Com- I'm not into these things either. And like, for example, I have a radio show here. And so I, I chart every song that I play. But sometimes yeah. I do some Facebook Live and I get mute. Like every time I play a Rancid song, for example, I get muted. And I w- I'm like, oh, but... There's no way I can pay some royalties on Facebook. I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah. So I feel like today yeah. it's even harder to make sure everyone has everything they, they deserve for their work. It's so hard to manage all of this. And it really is. And don't get me started about <laughs> streaming and, and digital and stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole can of worms that that I'm sure you could base you know, a whole show around. Right. And, yeah. and uh, I, I mean, I think that I'm just seeing artists get nothing. You know, a lot of people I know just get nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and, but you're not allowed to play, you know, stuff on your show, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, someone's making money. Right. And, and, and so totally, uh, you know, but um, uh, uh, back to what you were asking about contracts today, you know, I don't, I don't, know really if if you know um i don't know what contracts today are like i mean I know, i've worked with some labels that don't have contracts you know mm. oh interesting um right and it's just sort of a word of mouth kind of thing that can be dangerous too you know yeah for on both sides <laughs> totally yeah that's that why can I'm be really dangerous as well it that's sounds like... great oh there's no contract yeah you know, but that that's like that's not necessarily the coolest way to go about things yeah. You know, so, so like, unless you're releasing, you know, if you're releasing your own stuff, then you, you don't have to worry about it. You can kind of figure those things out on your own. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, um, working with somebody else when they're, you know, putting out your music, you know, you're looking for, um, yeah. you know, distribution or promotion or whatever and stuff like that, really. And, and so, you know, I think mm-hmm. I talked about it in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe for any bands that are listening or whatever, you know, that you, you understand you're going into a partnership with somebody, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's it's a collaboration. 
And, uh, and so they're going to have their interests in mind and you're going to have your interests in mind. And sometimes they will be on the same page. Yeah. You know, uh, um, so, you know, understand that it may not be, it, it may not go the way you want it to work. So, mm. you know, think about that before doing it, you totally. know, and, and uh, <laughs> so I've I, done both, you know, I've put out my own music. Yeah. You know, I had my, I had my own record label. I, I've been on a few record labels and, and, um, you know, um, you know, I don't know. I have no complaints really. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's all a gift in, in a way really to be able to do any of this stuff. So, oh you know my God. I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It allows so you that, philosophically in that sense, mm-hmm. I have no complaints. No, totally. It, it has amazing positive sides too. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, to, to be able to, to get to a, you know, put out records and traveled and done the things I've done is just like, yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't believe it. Those labels had a very good influences on me and made me discover lots of great bands. And mm-hmm. especially in the nineties and early 2000, it was like the, the label were like kind of big families and it, it totally helped me to discover bands and just I- other punk rockers. Because internet wasn't that popular. It was maybe harder to find music on internet still. So we needed, uh, punk rockers needed some organized, big organization for music in a way. I agree. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was a totally different, totally different landscape. Yeah. Now it's just easy to find, you know, it's (laughs) It's easy to find stuff now, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's too easy it, it sometimes. Wasn't so easy. <laughs> too easy. I know. That's I know. why I love vinyl because it's like, okay, now you're going to listen to the album in the exact order, the song in the exact order the band chose to to put it together and you have to respect that. <laughs> That's why I love. Let me ask you, let me ask you Emily, do you like that the, the, the way that the song order is? And in, 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 uh, the uh, sequencing of a record, do you enjoy yes. listening to that? I used to be um, like enjoying some songs randomly, but I, I think vinyl collectioning made me pay more attention to to this. Do What you about you? To, still, do you listen to a whole record at one time instead of just a, a, a mix of songs? So, Always now, I, Always. I unless I'm in a discovery mood, like I discover new band. Like I use Spotify a lot, to be honest. Yeah, me as well. And yeah. so, if I want to discover some bands, yes, I will go through a record, but like mixed songs. But yeah. when I'm at home and I just want to relax with a coffee and listening to some vinyl, I listen to the whole record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool important for me and i love yeah. to read the lyrics sheet <laughs> i know i used to when i was a kid i would get really get into the lyric sheet yeah and all the de- details of like you know who worked on the record mm-hmm. and the thank yous and i would read everything you know and and uh, the yeah. lyrics and um yeah you know how all the songs fit together and totally. how they were like paced you know i was just like really like intrigued by that you know Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a a work of art. It's like a painting in a way. Every detail It's, is important. I you know? really compare this to painting too. 
Yeah, it's not yeah. the first time. Yeah, totally. And I want to talk about the 9-11 because the way you describe it in the book, it's totally crazy from your perspective because uh, the band was literally in New York that day. So you all, <laughs> I mean, yeah. someone, I think it's, uh, who's the one who, who was supposed to work there and he quit? Oh, that was Ara. Ara. That was Ara. Ara. Ara's the drummer in the Slackers. Do you know the Slackers? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh. he's in the Slackers. And, and uh, it was he crazy. was working there. In yeah. The, you know, he would have been there on that day he quit. on the floor that got hit. He quit the, the previous yeah. Friday to go on tour because yes. he wanted to get he ready quit. to the tour. Fuck. <laughs> he left on Friday. And then on the next Tuesday is when it got hit. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, and it's so well explained in the book. And I think Sturgeon also witnesses crazy stuff. You did too, or like, yeah. oh, yeah. So we all saw, uh, uh, we all saw bits and pieces of it. Um, Sturgeon saw, you know, planes hitting it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I saw the aftermath. Yeah, you know, you the buildings the, the collapse. And, yeah, and you know, um, it was all just. Uh, Yeah, it was terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, and then we understand like how shocked you were, and then we see the uh, the other controversy about the fuck world trade, and it's I think it was super interesting for you to put this uh, perspective in the book, like how you experiment this awful day, and like after this, creating some discomfort in the crowds, talking about it, and yeah. Wow. I'm really, you know, uh, Dale talks about it, you know, um, Dale, who is our, our friend from uh, Leeds in England, uh, mm -hmm. who was on a bunch of tours with us that, and I agree with him. I'm just surprised more people weren't singing about it or talking about it, you know, in that era, yeah. bands and, and punks, you know, I mean that, that like, mm. you know, um, how could you not, Yeah. <laughs> how could you not, you know? Maybe it was such It's, a big trauma for everyone that people, I don't know. It was, it became, I think, maybe, you know, an uncomfortable topic, you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, um, people didn't know how to approach it, you know, yeah. how to talk about it. But anything's better than nothing, you know? Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, that was, that was hard to read, but also interesting because of, the rest of the story after about the album and <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, um, you finished the whole book. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You're I, so amazing. I put like notes everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. I, I kind of destroyed the book. Like <laughs> my grandma, you know, I have to, yeah, I'll have to get you a copy with the pictures in it and stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. I wonder because I was the only bad, uh, Review I could do is about that. I was like, oh, we should have pictures in it. I've done. Yeah. Oh, so you tell me you okay? Some version yeah, of it. Yeah, that's only the that's only the promotional copy. Oh, so there was no pictures know. in it. Oh, so never mind then. It's oh that that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. There's like uh I think 40 or 50 pictures um, oh, in, in the actual release. That's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very very amazing, and yeah, when I I I, I said uh, earlier that I had lots of emotion. One particular, I I really loved all the Sturgeon parts when he's talking about how he 
And but before that, around the beginning of the book, um, people that you interview are talking about him, how how much a genius he is about music, about his very strong values and yeah maybe his personality was hard to handle with <laughs> handle sometimes mm. but i love that yeah. the book start with the with it like and and after that we understand his mindset about stuff and one part that totally broke my heart but also made me smile a lot is and made me laugh is when he's with tim and brody and they are ordering pizza <laughs> And he's like, I'm fucking hungry, but they are like, I'm I'm their guest. They don't offer me pizza. I'm super hungry, <laughs> but I I don't ask because I don't think they really want to give me pizza and I want to respect them. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. It's heartbreaking, but, right? I know. Yeah, but at, <laughs> at the same time, it's funny. And at the same time, we understand that yes. he needed help sometimes, but didn't want to really ask. He, he still wanted to respect everyone's things. So yeah, yeah. Was, it was a very awkward. It was a very yeah. awkward uh, moment. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot See, of other moments like this in the book. And I was like, oh, he, he has a very great heart. Oh, I, I agree. I agree with you. And and I think that there are, there are you know, there are two different people there, you know, there's, you know, if I may talk about him without him being there, you know, yeah, I know. There's the, the, there's the person in, inside, and then there's the person that that you know he is on the outside, and and that everybody sees him. I mean, I guess that could be said for all of us, maybe. You know, yeah, sure. Um, but it's just that the contrasts, yeah, between I, you exactly. know, are, are, are so different. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. At some point, I think it's also very interesting because you talk about. Uh, your drug uh, past, if I can say that. And also there's a, another chapter about mental health. I think that was important to talk about it. And I didn't know you were, so you were sober while the whole time you were with leftover crack, right? Uh, you, you still... What's, what's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of surprised, but when I read your uh, stories. I, I kind of felt that you might be sober before getting to this part. So, how did you deal with with this? Because I mean, the band is called Leftover Crack, and <laughs> like, there's a lot of heroin and crack stories. And so, was it hard to manage sometimes? You know, people have asked me that before, and, and oh. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it it wasn't. Uh, you know it. Um, it wasn't until much later, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the beginning, I mean, I, you know, I came from, you know, a punk rock scene in, in Los Angeles here that was total chaos, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so that type of setting, you know, w within a band, um, you know, a band of crazy people with everybody <laughs> has a strong personality and, and being at these shows, where all kinds of crazy things are happening was kind of the way that I grew up. So I was like, you know, it wasn't, you know, yeah. Um, I was used to dealing with that. You know, I grew up with that kind of stuff. Totally. And, um, 
And so, you know, I don't do drugs. I don't drink, Mm -hmm. you know, and and so I just stayed away from that part of it. And, uh, you know, there was still plenty to experience without having to do any of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I really love, you know, playing music. I love recording. I love, you know, um, writing, uh, you know, traveling, all of that aspect of it, you know, um, you know, and if people, you know, my opinion was if people want to, you know, do drugs and drink, you know, it's, it's, it's their lives. They can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, you know, I have my own, you know, my experiences with it were that in the end, it, you know, it's, it just, uh, you know, it can be a very ruinous situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it was for me, you know, in the long run, it's, it's not a a long-term plan for, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, for having fun all the time, you know? And, and, and so, um, so I didn't like to see that. I didn't like to see, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the tragedies connected with it. And I had seen that too, mm-hmm. you know, totally. and, and that makes me, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, dying and stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and, and people losing their minds and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, you know, uh, that's, that's a part of it, you know? So, um, uh, did I feel like I was threatened in any way? Like, you know, um, that I needed to, uh, there was any pressure to, to party or anything. Nah, no, I didn't. No. Nah, everybody knew what I was about before I was in the band. You know, they knew I didn't mess yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm know? sure they respected it all the way. Yeah. 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 But or, sometimes, or, or, sometimes or they thought I was an idiot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um two listeners wanted me to ask you how could you survive those tours with all the crazy things that happened. And at some point I I could feel sometimes that you are very discouraged and like very tired and Yeah. You're t- the the golden shower chapter. I was like, "Oh my god, he's <laughs> he's going to quit like right now." <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That was, uh, traumatizing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was traumatizing. Um, you know, uh, um, because the tour tour were, were not always easy. Like I, I, I could read like, You you were scared that someone could beat you, kill you. You you had death threat. The band, uh, not necessarily you personally, but the band and a lot of yeah drugs and uh, oh my god, like um, mental health. It was pretty, problems. So hmm. it was it was chaos for a few years, and and there was that there was you know um, for a few years there was very real that that anything could happen. You know we we could be you know. Um, Yeah, some you know, I could have got my ass kicked, you know. Uh yeah. Um uh I mean our, our van windows were getting smashed out, people were slashing tires, yeah. <laughs> you know, people were you know, there were death threats. Um, you know, then there was chaos within the band with you know, drug craziness and and uh and we were living like dogs too. I mean, we were yeah. you know, staying on on people's floors or in, you know, abandoned buildings or um you know, wherever we could, you know, uh, and yeah, <laughs> I, you know, that, that's a good question, Emily. I don't, you know, um, I think because part of it was, um, I really, um, 
Um, I believed in the things that the band was singing about, you know. Yeah, that's and, the uh, key. That's um, the key to and, survive this. <laughs> and, and I believed in 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 uh, in fighting that fight, you know. And and so mm -hmm. uh, if it meant that, you know, I was going to get, you know beaten with a baseball bat or something fine that's fine <laughs> or you having know? hole in your skin or, or have, uh, have <laughs> 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 yes or have a hole in my skin you know how that happened see your rib well, well, cage and your <laughs> so anyways I, i felt we were like you know at, at the time we were um that those sort of things were happening and, and the things that the band was singing about and, and you know um trying to push those ideas to the front of, you know, uh, American consciousness. Um, you know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what happened to us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, it, it is, as long as people heard that and it, and it challenged, um, uh, you know, people to think in a different way. And, and, you know, we had a lot of people coming to the shows that felt like we did too, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, equality for everyone. And uh, um But then there were people that were that were pushing back and coming to which, um, you know, in a way, a lot of that chaos was was fun to, you know, the danger yeah. of not knowing, yeah. am I going to get killed today or is this going to be, <laughs> you know, is this going to be, you know, the funnest time I've ever had? Like the, the danger of that um, was like, you know, when I was a kid going to punk shows, you know, it was you never knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of these punk shows in, in, in Los Angeles totally. that I went to were at. You know, um, do you know the guy? You know, uh, do you know the photographer Kevin Salk? No, uh, -uh. he's a photographer. He used to take amazing pictures in the 80s. Like, a, he was he was like a teenager and he used to stalk Black Flag. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he told me that like, all the shows were crazy. We, did, we didn't know if we would survive. <laughs> At those shows, there was no security. Was there small was no, venues, you know, too many yes. people, no like door yeah. check or stuff. And no, uh, uh, you were on your own. Yeah, you know. And uh, sometimes in in you know hostile neighborhoods, you know, and and uh, um, uh, so, so you know, and, and it was fun, really. You know, the chaos was fun, and, and uh, hmm. until you start getting like, you know, somebody throwing a bottle of piss in your mouth or. Ah. Having, or having a boil on your shoulder that was we were playing squats you know it was like a squat tour of, of europe and so you know i mean you know we weren't really showering much and um you know there wasn't access a lot of times to showers you know you could put a hose you could take a hose to yourself or whatever and, mm -hmm. and uh but these shows were in abandoned buildings and abandoned you know castles and, mm -hmm. and warehouses and mm -hmm. and so um Yeah, I don't know. I got some, you know, it was like a pimple on my back. I'm like, oh, I got this pimple. Uh, and then it turned, it kept just getting bigger and bigger and until bi it was like another head, you know, it was like a totally head sitting on. Totally you know, infected. Oh, a head on your shoulder telling you like to do bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, oh, uh, yeah. I don't like this. So. But all of this you, worked it because, yeah, you, because another thing I, Through the whole book, I was like, man, those dudes are and women too are so authentic and they are kind of lucky to could live this life. Even if it's really hard, they live through their own values and they stick to it like a lot. Yes. We, yes. we, we were going to die, you know. Uh, yeah. 
you know, we were all, you know, all of us were just like, you know, we didn't care if we, if we, you know, we yeah. were going to die, you know, trying to fight for these, these liberties, you know, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. And, and uh, it didn't matter how insane the situation, you know, the chaos was or that, you know, it was like um, the situations, it, it, you know, um, it was an mm-hmm. adventure too, you know, and, and um, you know, uh, our lives were chaos. Yeah. You know, so, so doing that together didn't really seem, you know, different from what each of us were doing, how we were living individually. Yeah. You know, those guys living in, in, you know, squats in the Lower East Side and, and, and myself coming from, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Los Angeles and, and, you know, the punk scene in the 80s and, and you know, and, and um, you know, so uh, it, it was just normal to us, you know, yeah. it's normal to us. And yeah. so the pushback from having people show up and wanting to kill us to, to us, no, we were doing something right, mm-hmm. you know. And you, you, there's a lot of crazy, crazy stories in that book. But at, I never thought like, okay, they just want to put crazy stories because people like crazy stories. It, I think there's a point behind all of this. And it's exactly yes. this. It's like those yes. crazy stories happen, but we were totally authentic and genuine and uh and those I'm glad you could I'm those glad things you could see that I'm glad that came across uh Emily thank you that that is very um uh very important to me that you said that because yeah it's not just the story of like oh this you know it's not like crew, let's, crazy yeah. tour stories let's know, talk about, about someone that. yeah it's not like let's talk about someone puking and drinking piss and blah, 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 because of the story. That, what show was that? The golden shower chapter? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was in, I don't know. I think that uh, was in like Milwaukee or Minneapolis or somewhere around there. Yeah. Anyway, and, but uh, I'm, I'm referring to this, uh, this uh, specific uh, <laughs> chapter, yeah. but like, it's not like, Okay, we want to give the fans like a good laugh. No, it's 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 not how I perceive this. Even if no, yeah, some, a... sometimes I was laughing the the scene with the, <laughs> your driver <laughs> being alone in the truck and getting uh, er, not arrested but like pulled uh what's the word? Pulled, pulled over by the police in in, yeah. in England? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one of the craziest stories in the book and I know. Oh, and he's the nicest guy too. I felt so bad, and we didn't hear about it till later. He's like, "Oh, did I ever tell you what happened to me on the, after that last tour?" We're like, "No." And he tells us all this stuff, and we're just like, "Oh my god!" With no all way. the all the yeah, shirts. Yeah, this, oh god! None of this crazy, none of this crazy stuff. The pee in the mouth, or that none of that stuff was done on purpose. You know, it was just like, you know, it, it, it was. Uh, you know, part of the, the, you know, accidental insanity that happens at shows. Right. I mean, yeah. The fact that he was pissing in a bottle and then shaking it all over the place. It's like, what is that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? You were like, you I'm know? done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was I'm like, here. So, but that chapter with the guy and the, 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 the driver, it was like, Oh, now we see how those values can have effect on other people that has nothing to do, but could be in deep shit, but still it's, it's like the way, the way you are. And that, that was just great. <laughs> I wish all the Dale listeners Thomason. could read a, this. Yeah. 
Say, you cut out. Say, say oh, that again. I said I wish all the the listeners could read it. This read this part and reach me after. I want to talk with the listener about about the book. <laughs> I, lo I love that part in the book. It's I, I really do. And and then if you knew Dale too, you would be like, he's just you know, it, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. The poor guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but but he was down. He was down for the cause. You know, he's a warrior. He was down for the cause. Oh, totally. He managed this pretty well, like very well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And what's absolutely. In what's interesting is that. Yeah, for sure. You you always been like a anti-racist, anti-sexist band, pro, um, anti-homophobic, and and we can totally feel it in the book. Like there, for example, there's a lot of women women around you in your bands and some artists, and it's it's kind of been your universe all the time to have women around you, like very great musician, and it's. At the time, it wasn't really common. It was not, was it? Yeah. Not so much. I mean, uh, you know, on, on the underground, I felt that it was, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, I was raised, uh, um, I was raised by women. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, I had sisters and, you know, my mm -hmm. mom and my sisters. And, and But then the, the, all the early punk bands I got into, you know, it was, was, um, mm -hmm. you know, there were a lot of women in the early punk scene There were, yeah. you know, but I think as it got bigger, it, it, it seemed that there were less and less for a while. Right. Yeah. And, uh, how do you feel? Are, do you feel there are more nowadays? Do you feel oh, it's yeah. getting to? Yeah, yeah. 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 Way more. I've been, <laughs> the listeners must be tired of me to say that, but I like to, to talk about the fact that I'm hosting uh, this radio show here because now it's my new podcast, yeah. my new podcast, The Punk Rocket Show. But I also have a radio show for many years. I started in 2004. And at the time... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been 17 years. But at the time, I was like... Wow. I couldn't find a lot of bands with women. And I was like, I'm guilty of saying stuff like, so in this band, there's a woman singing... I was talking about that, like, but because yeah. I was happy, but it's now I, do, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, I'm playing a lot of bands with women in it. But, and I'm just like, I love the singer, blah, blah, blah. Let's listen to this. And it's yep. way easier. Still not perfect. They are still like I, I was talking to Melanie K from Fat Records Canada. And we were uh, we were talking uh. about there are still some music festival without any women on the lineup like but it's getting way better so i was happy to read in the book like you because yeah in f minus but also like uh, there's many other women yeah. in the label too yeah. so in f minus it, it it was uh i think in that point in the 90s it, it, you know um things were becoming more mainstream and it, it was becoming very male dominated mm-hmm You know, and uh, so we were, uh, you know, a pushback against that. Yeah. But yet when, when you know, the, the question that, that always got asked was, oh, so what's it like being a woman in a, in a you know, a hardcore punk band? And, uh, um, you know, not to speak for um, mm -hmm. the other musicians that were in the band, but they just wouldn't even answer those questions. They were like, we're just musicians. Totally. You know? Fuck off with your yeah. question. You know? <laughs> 
we're, we're, we're equals here. You know, what do you mean? Is it, what's it like being a musician in a, in a punk band? Well, it's like this, you know, exactly. Um, you know, so <clears throat> it, it, we took a, you know, a pretty hard stance on, on, uh, on certain things, you know, mm-hmm. like that, like, the, the, you know, uh, the, the equality, you know, issue, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and how it was lacking, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> thank you for saying all that, you know, and picking up on that. like the book uh, i love also that you describe all the writing and recording process of the albums it was super mm. interesting to see yeah the the little sometimes uh arguments about stuff but also the the process like you record separately and like <laughs> it was very interesting yeah. the fact that sturgeon was the main uh i don't know the main the, the main uh boss or the, main, the main the main cook Yeah, was the chef. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the chef. Uh, so it was. Yeah, not. Yeah, not all. Not all bands work that way, but that's the way this worked. And it, you know, worked pretty good for Leftover Crack, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, with other bands that I've been in, we had a, di- a different way of doing it. You know, everybody playing at the same time, maybe. And, and uh, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, Sturgeon is very much a composer, you know. And, and uh, mm-hmm. um, it may seem that it's just simple, but, you know, assembling these elements and, you know, it's very paints. He's very uh, um, meticulous. It's a very painstaking process, you know, for him. So, you know, I stay out of the way of all of it, really, and let him do his thing. It's, you know. Yeah, I think you two work well together because you could manage each other's, uh, like, <laughs> expectations. Yeah, right. Craziness. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't say it that way, but you said it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I had some other questions before I let you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a lot of people ask me, how was, um, wait, wait, wait. Um, How did you, how did you react when Rensen made a song about you? Oh, and did I, you know before and how did the, how did it happen? Because you talk about well, in the book, Tim is pretty like is is there really often in the book? We can see your strong relationship. Sometimes it wasn't that strong anymore, but like, yeah, so you yeah. and you've been touring with uh, with Rancid. Yeah. And, and I loved him very much, you know, and, and, uh, um, we, uh, um, you know, uh, we we're like brothers, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, he, he would, uh, <laughs> he, the, the story about that song is, you know, he, he would just write songs all day long, 
right? Yeah. And um, you know, one day he's all, "Hey, I wrote a I wrote a song about some stories you were telling me about yourself, and I'm calling it Brad Logan. You know, you want to hear it?" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, sure." Oh, you know? wow! And so like, you know, he played it for me at Soundcheck or something, you know, on acoustic guitar. And, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool, man, that you would write a song about me. Shit, thanks, you know? And, and, uh, and then I kind of forgot about it. Um, uh, and, and one day he comes up and he goes, hey, you know, um, South Park asked us if we, you know, for a song, and, you know, we're going to give him that song, Brad Logan. That's that okay? crazy funny. Like asking my permission. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> of course it's okay. You know, shit. And, and, uh, you know, I, I was just really um, uh, uh, taken by that, that, that whole thing, you know, um, it, you know, they're one of my favorite bands. And uh, um, uh, so, you know, to have Tim, you know, uh, write a song about this sort of very personal stuff about me mm-hmm. and, and put it, you know, not too personal to write a song about, right. You know, nothing's too personal to write a song about, but um was a big deal. It was like, oh, that's really fucking cool, you know. Uh, and there were two versions. There, there was a version with with um, uh, Lars singing. That's on the the South Park soundtrack. And then I also have a version a version uh, that's Tim singing it. That mm. was on the original demos for Life Won't Wait. Oh. Uh, so uh, you know, maybe one day they'll release a seven inch with one side will be Tim singing and the other side will be Lars singing, and the cover will be just a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And does that um, answer does that answer that question? Yeah, totally. So you yeah. <laughs> at first you must you must have think it's just a joke or just a funny thing. Like he, he wrote a song and maybe he's gonna do something with it, maybe not, but then it's like, Oh, it's for South Park, yeah. <laughs> I never thought they would do anything with it. I thought he was yeah. just, you know, like one friend to another. Hey, I wrote a song, you know, check this out. It's about mm-hmm. it's about your stuff, you know. Mm. And it's it's amazing because it's amazing and sad, but like Alec, uh, I mean, you 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 have a lot of interviews with him through the book yeah. before yeah. he unfortunately passed away. I'm so sorry about that. First of all, oh, thank you, thank you. It's, yeah, and it's so recent still. So November, after, yeah, right? last and November after not even a year. So, but you still put all his stories uh, together in my were was it like helping for the grief or it was like super hard probably maybe both yeah i think that we're still processing the grief mm-hmm. you know and totally. and um you know i wanted to him to be in it even more than he was in it right he was a reluctant interviewee you know he didn't really like to do interviews uh. And I would, I would just have to chase him down and force him to talk, you know, yeah. and, and um, you know, stick the fucking recorder in his face. And um, so, uh, you know, the regret is I wish there had been more because, uh, you know, um, mm. you know, he was an incredibly, you know, intelligent and funny guy and, uh, and had, you know, he ran the band basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, And uh, and was there from day one, you know. So he had a lot of stories and things. Yeah. But you know, he was kind of shy and he didn't really like doing, doing interviews, you know. So I'm a big mouth, but he, you know, he wasn't like that, you know. Mm. So 
But I like the the chapter where like a lot of nice things are said about him and yeah, that's precious yeah. for for my perspective. I didn't know him, but for me, it it's it's a precious thing to have in in this book. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you know you realize, unfortunately, t you know, after a person's gone. You know, mm. just, <clears throat> you know, the totality of the loss, you know, and, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, how much they were a part of your life in ways that you didn't see, you know, or didn't pay, you know, you were so used to seeing it that mm. you didn't really pay attention anymore. Mm -hmm. And now that they're gone, you notice it. It's just like, oh, God, wow. Mm. What a fucking drag, you know? So, <clears throat> you know, it's been, you know, it's coming up on a year now. And, and but, you know, grief is a long process, right? Oh, yeah. You know? It's a, so, it's always an many evolution. Twists and mm. Many twists and turns. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, and so, um, thank you so much for answering and for taking the time with me today. I really appreciate it. Like that you take the time to be on my little podcast. It's no, Emily, your podcast is great. And, and, uh, I, I'm honored to be here. I just want to say thank uh, you for, for interviewing me. Thank it's a, it's you. a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> so thank you so much. It's a and, mutual pleasure. I, I, I really respect the work that you do and, and the, and the, and the passion you put into it, you know, is, um, oh, that's uh, the secret, just, you know, um, inspiring really. And I, I mean that. So I, thank you. I really love punk rock, all kinds of punks. And I, I started this show because I wanted to learn more about a lot of bands because on my radio show, I focused a lot on, on my local scene, which like yeah. I think it's really fun too but I it's a fun opportunity to me for me to interview people like you or like Jesse Michaels and we talked about the I song I love Jesse yeah we talked about Jesse. the song he made <laughs> with you guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's a he's in the book too so we can find the book I think it's on Rare uh, Rare Bird rarebird.lit um I think that the pre, uh, I'm not sure if you can still pre-order. I think the release date is August 10th. Yeah. So you can still pre-order it, uh, it with, it's a bundle, you know, with a shirt and a, and a, a zine yeah. that has like photos and interviews that weren't in the book, you know? Um, and I think that goes till, uh, you know, till the 10th, uh, even though I heard that some of the books are shipping now. Oh, you know? great. And yeah. uh, I think the show is going to be released on the 9th or 10th. So by the August time 10th. by, by yeah. the time you're listening to this, listeners, it's already mm. released. And you also made a podcast with some interviewees. Uh, Ara yes, is John, there, I think. I, <laughs> the producer. Yeah, John and I are doing uh, a podcast. Uh, you know, it's promotion for the book, but we're interviewing people that were in the book, you know, yeah. or, or around the band. And, and, uh, um, and, and so I get to be on that side of it, I guess too. Right. Yeah. It's fun. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it worth it. Yeah. But I will make sure to get you a copy with the pictures in it because, uh, oh, that's nice. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's some fantastic photographers who oh, I'm big yeah. fans of, you know, photography is an art form. I'm a fan of the arts, Emily. And, and photography is, is also an art, like painting and like music. And True. And so uh, there are some photographers that, that uh, whom I really love. And, and, uh, and there's some great pictures in there, I think. 
uh, uh, as well. So um, I'll be sure to get you a copy of that. I won't destroy it like this one, like like folding no, <laughs> corners. That is good. That is good. <laughs> I that wrote, is the sign. I wrote like, what the fuck is that? And some stories. <laughs> that is the sign of somebody who's paying attention and reading a book. That's how they're supposed <laughs> to look when you're done with it. I wrote like... The, the because it starts with a choking victim history, the, the breakup, and I was like, I, I wrote all of this because of a misunderstanding. <laughs> it's like a journal, yeah. but the next copy yeah. I'll receive with the pictures, I won't destroy <laughs> it, I will re- <laughs> keep it like <laughs> intact. My grandfather used to do that, he was learning uh, medical stuff just for fun, and he He used to tear all the pages, put it in a binder, write it, and it was like $500 medicine book. So I think I just oh, learned right. that from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. highlight everything yeah. and underline Wrong. everything. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love this. Thank you so much, Brad. Uh, that was a very Thank nice chat. Thank you so much, chat. Emily. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I absolutely want your feedback about this interview and the book. Reach me on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to support the show, please subscribe and share it to your friends. If you have some money to spend and want to support financially, you can subscribe to the Patreon page or make one single donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee platform. Thank you so much to Scott Alquist from 10 Football for the edit and co-producing and to our sponsor, Epic Merch Store. On the next episode, I'm gonna interview the amazing Libby from Bridge City Sinners. We're gonna talk about the new upcoming album, her journey with music, feminism, and many other things. Until then, bunk your life and see you next week.